If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Rudy Giuliani. listening to the Rudy Giuliani show and I thank you very very much for tuning in on a day of uh, great consequence really uh, to America since this is one of the first invasions in Europe in a gosh almighty I, a very long time of this dimension uh, it took the administration was it 24 hours to figure out it was an invasion I mean, do you ever go back, those of you who voted for him, and wonder what happened, how you were so misled and defrauded? Now, I'm not talking about the counting of the vote. We could talk about that some other time. I'm talking about how they hid what a complete uh, a mental uh, mess this guy is. They couldn't call this thing an invasion. An invasion is when a, a country that doesn't own another country, you know, it, doesn't, it comes in. This was disputed territory. In other words, it wasn't Russian. It wasn't Ukrainian. If the Ukrainians, or at least by agreement, Ukrainians claimed it. If the Ukrainians went across the border, it would have been an invasion. Well, Russia came across the border, uh, multiplied by the fact that they got 100, uh, what, 140,000 troops behind them. This is an invasion. Well, they stra- a little Miss Lionhood straightened it out today. But worse than all, we now find out why they wouldn't release the sanctions in advance. Now, I couldn't figure it out. I mean, the idiot moron Little Red Lionhood yesterday said, we didn't release them because they're a deterrent. She doesn't know what the word deterrent means. Word deterrent means to prevent. You don't do it after the event. In other words, you don't put the sanctions on after as a deterrent. You put them on after as a punishment, idiot. A deterrent is to prevent. So your use of the word was stupid, ignorant, and uneducated. So stop acting like you're smart. You're not. But the main thing you are is a very big liar. Well, I'm going to tell you why you didn't release them beforehand. Because Putin would have laughed at you. Actually, he would have said, actually, I think you should double them. The sanctions apply to just that little piece of territory they took. I believe five banks that probably don't have more money in it than your local bank. It's a very poor area of Russia. And the people, a lot of the people there can't do business, but they don't do business with America anyway. The sanctions are meaningless. Now, do you realize how incredibly damaging that is? How stupid and incredibly damaging that is? Just like when he said, I'm not going to use troops at the very beginning, before anybody even asked him. 
like negotiating against yourself. It said to Putin, I got an open field here. All I got to think about is economics. He invited this invasion. He predicted it so often in the last five weeks, you started to think he wanted it. So the minute he said no troops, no leverage, we're at Putin is calling the shots. Well, Putin's calling all the shots now. He just got slapped on the left pinky. Now there's a question. I just did a podcast on this with a heavy emphasis on analysis of the map because I don't know how much geography people are taught anymore. And he only took about, I'd say, a third of the disputed region. The rest, I mean, the rest, I, I got to believe he's just going to take. Uh, with the reaction that he got to this, or so what, they're going to triple the, the sanctions and there'll be 10 banks? Uh, the, big, the big prize, if there is a prize there, is Kharkiv. Kharkiv is a city slightly to the north in what would normally be Russian uh, favoring Ukraine. So before Russia started invading, I'm taking you back to when I first got involved with Ukraine in the 90s and the 2000s, you could basically say the eastern part of uh, Ukraine, you know, the part facing Russia, was Russian-oriented. They either like Russia or wouldn't have minded some kind of a connection to them. The western part of Ukraine, which is the part facing Europe, slightly larger part, and the more economically successful and mineral-rich part, favored Europe by big time. I mean, they were heavily influenced over the centuries by Lithuania, Poland, uh, America, um, not uh, not members largely of the Russian Orthodox Church, but of the various Ukrainian uh, churches, both Orthodox and Roman Catholic and Protestant. And uh, so now he wants to move into a little more of that territory. Looks like we're conceding it to him. Mistake? But this has been a history of mistakes. In fact, I would maintain, and I'm willing to debate this, with any uh, uh, any uh, Democrat who thinks they're capable of debating me uh, on this, I doubt that they are. I would debate them anytime, anywhere, any place, and I would make the following points: Biden created this invasion. He created it with his history of timidity and mistakes. Russians don't miss that; they got them all recorded. Everything Gates said about how Biden was wrong about foreign policy. The Russians have calculated in their profile of uh, Joe the Coward. Uh, how about, you, you, I mean, you gave it all away when you gave him Nord Stream for nothing. Nobody but a coward, idiot, or whatever negotiates against themselves. Why did he give them the Nord Stream pipeline that made them do even more dominant as an, an energy uh, uh, aggressor? extorter in Europe. Uh, Trump Trump opposed it. Half of his own party opposed it. His own administration opposed it. I don't know. Was that for the $3.5 million they got from the mayor of Moscow, the Biden crime family? I don't know. You, a, a legitimate question, by the way. Then uh, he does a defense budget. You want to scare Russia and China? Eh, put 10% more in the defense budget. 
uh, he, he increased it by less than a percent, which if you calculate inflation, it's a 4% decrease in budget. They look at that like a hawk. I remember that from the Reagan days. But, uh, there's a big, con uh, a, a big analysis right in the Kremlin saying, man, this guy, this, could be, this guy could be the weakest we've ever had. Then he gives in every minute of the day to extreme wokeness. He attacks his own country. What president calls his own country systemically racist. Sounds like he's got a thing going on with not liking half the American people. That's always a good enemy to have. Doesn't have half the people on his side, and he hates them. And he said we're systemically racist, which is even more than half of us. Then he gives up the Bagram Air Force Base and has his, his, his uh, head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff try to sell it as being, as being strategically not insane. It's 400 miles from China. Who would give up a base 400 miles from China if they just had improved so it could do long-term bombing? And we're having a problem in terms of China developing longer-term fighters than we have. Why did he do that? I mean, you almost would think he's a traitor doing that. Oh, it's 500 miles from Iran, by the way. These are bases you would give your you-know-what for. This guy who puts America, I don't even think last, gives it up. Gives up Pogrom for nothing. Like uh, the pipe, for nothing. In fact, it, it leads to the death of Americans. Because it's part of probably, uh, Doris Kearns, the good ones, you don't have the guts to answer this. Is taking the troops out of Afghanistan before the civilians in a country filled with terrorists, the single dumbest decision made by an American president. Is it? Tell me one. Doris Kearns, you loved Lyndon Johnson uh, Goodwin. Tell me if that isn't the dumbest decision made by an American president. I know the other five are Biden, so we could go on and on and on. I mean, it ha has to be. Bagram, maybe. It's dumber. Maybe it. Maybe Bagram has more long-term problems if you ever get into a war with China and can't. And they and they have greater span than we have. And we used to have a base 400 miles from them. A lot of people in the military tell me that. Then Putin starts putting troops there. We see it before it even starts. Before he even has to. Oh, he gets really tough like he did with Corn Puff. He says. If you invade Ukraine, you will have the greatest response ever. But, but no, no, no troops. No, 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 no troops. Oh, Vladimir, we wouldn't put troops in against you. I don't know. Am I crazy or is he crazy? You tell him no troops in advance. You don't even try to bluff him a little. Did you ever play poker? Did you ever win? So he tells them right at the beginning, military off the table. You got a pretty much a free run. If you can handle the economics, you can take over Ukraine. Hmm? But then Putin shows why Putin is brilliant and Biden's a moron. Putin's evil. Hey, 
Biden's not too far behind with the money he took, the way he misused his son. I mean, we don't we don't have a good guy there. He's not he's not Putin, but we don't have a good guy. We got an immoral, amoral crook sitting in the White House, long term crook sitting in the White House. Oh, by the way, Biden knows that better than you do because he's got all the material. So you add all that up. Why wouldn't Putin attack? And why wouldn't he take the little piece first? See that he's getting a slap on the wrist and go one more further and see if he gets a little harder slap. He told us back in 2021, which like our biggest failure that we have as Americans, we don't read. We don't read uh, what Marx said he was going to do to us. We don't read what Hitler said he was going to do to us. We don't read what the Ayatollah said he was going to do to us. In fact, Biden loves the Ayatollah. Uh, we, we, don't, we don't read what Black Lives Matter says it wants to do to us. We don't read uh, what Saul Alinsky said he wanted to do to us. We don't read, we don't read, we don't read. Putin told us he was going to do this in 2021. And we're sitting here with no plan, looking like a bunch of morons with Putin calling the shots. Trump, come back, please. If you don't realize this would not have happened under Trump, ain't no way I'm going to convince you that the world is round. They would never have done this under Trump or Reagan. You know why? They were unpredictable. Unpredictable. They didn't know what would happen. That's how you conduct defense of the lives of the people you're sworn to protect. And don't lose them and get them killed like you did Joe in Afghanistan. We'll be back right after the break. Rudy Giuliani. The Rudy Giuliani Show. Welcome back. This is the Rudy Giuliani Show. And we were talking about how Biden invited the invasion of Ukraine. He couldn't possibly have done more to encourage uh, Putin to invade. If he had read uh, the the missive, the the, the, the the rather scholarly but flawed uh, analysis that Putin did a year ago, which I doubt, but I would assume somebody read it for him and told him what Putin had in mind, he would have had the whole game plan. So Putin just played it out and made a fool out of him. And then he slaps him on the wrist with a with a, deter- a deterrent, which is only a deterrent based on little red lionhood. It doesn't understand what the word deterrent means because it's after the fact, not before. But actually, it's an encouragement to further invasion. I don't know, five banks, uh, what, for every... So now he takes the other half of the territory, it'd be five more banks. Then a little bit more would be ten banks. I don't know. Ukraine's pretty rich. Maybe it'd be worth it to take the whole damn thing and have all the banks cut off. I don't know the answer to that. I do know if military were on the table, if he were looking in the eyes of Ronald Reagan or Donald Trump, who wouldn't give away the, the store or the country of the United States, he'd be very, very worried because he is an intelligent man. Bad man, but intelligent. He, he's not reckless. 
This wasn't reckless. This was tailor-made for him. We're at 1-800-848-9222. And if you want to uh, call us, uh, we'd be really happy to discuss this uh, with you, including including what uh, the heck is going on in <laughs> New York. Listen, listen to this. Only one, is it one-third paying or one-third not paying the bus? Let's find out from, uh, from uh, this cut. Cut 12. When people walk on the bus and they don't have their Metro card or they don't have money and they just walk by the bus driver, the bus driver isn't going to be like, hey, get off. You don't pay the bus. You know what it is? It's one-third. One-third aren't paying the bus. So you're subsidizing their, uh, their, their ride. It's just like you're subsidizing the rest of their life. You know, is, is anybody going to be left living here? I mean, the people that work pay for the increasing number of people who don't work, don't pay tolls, steal what they want. When does it end? When does the abuse end? I'm Rudy Giuliani, and with common sense, we'll uncover the truth and get to a solution. You're listening to the Rudy Giuliani Show. We'll be back in a minute. This is Rudy Giuliani. Welcome back. And you can chat with the mayor by calling on 1-800-848-9222. Before we get to that, we have got to note what is going on with the Soros DAs, because it all comes back, you know, it all comes back to the same place, which is more crime, more crime, more crime, more crime. And you've got this unbelievable situation in California where Gascon released a trans child molester. Uh, and um, basically wouldn't treat him as an adult, let him out of jail, slapped him on the wrist. He molested a 10-year-old, okay? And then the guy proceeds to brag about what a fool he made of Gascon and uh, his uh, assistants. And they, 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 they covered this up until it just came out. I mean, this is, this is a, a disaster because I am reading to you one little situation that's going on in all the cities that Soros corrupted and purchased. And why is nobody investigating this? Please tell me that. Why is nobody investigating this? I also should tell you, I'm starting to get the feeling, (laughs) this is a bit of a a matter of personal privilege here, I'm starting to get the feeling that they are, um, that they're afraid of my son. 
You know, a poll came out today. You're not going to find out about it. It comes from Siena, Siena University, a completely neutral, has nothing to do with Zeldin, Giuliani, Astorino. You know what the poll says for the Republican primary where the convention is coming up this weekend and they've already pretty much backdoor, smoke-filled rooms, did it for Zeldin. I mean, there was a big article that says Zeldin has all the Republican politicians. Do you know what the Republican voters say? 47% Andrew, 27% Zeldin, 21% Astorino. Yeah, and this is like, uh, let me see if I have this right. I don't want to mislead you here. This is like the fifth poll, statewide poll, where Andrew leads by double di- digits. I mean, that, that, that should mean normally with a fair political party that he would get a place on the ballot. Uh, at least a, almost half the Republican primary voters are in favor of him. The other guy that they want to coronate doesn't even have a third of the vote. And they want to beat Hochul? I'm just talking as a Republican right now, and I'm happy to put, uh, I'm happy to put Rob on, on, on TV. Rob is a friend of mine. I've supported him in the past. I campaign for Lee. I think he's a fine man. I obviously, obviously, I'll give Andrew time. And beyond being his father, and it's hard, you know, to, for you to, you have to weigh this. I know he's got it. I, I know what has to be done better than Lee or Rob does, because I did it. And I know what it takes to do it, because I did it. And I know what happens when guys who have been in politics too long get hit with that kind of pressure. I see it with Adams right now. Andrew's got it. He'll change this state the way I changed the city, the way Trump changed the country, and the way Reagan changed America. There are a few people like that. Other people have other talents. I don't know the right way to describe it. It's called courage, determination, maybe being somewhat unrealistic and not being broken down by years and years of politics, which has a certain degree of corruption attached to it. But let me go to your calls because, and again, I invite Lee or, or uh, Rob to come on uh, the show. Honestly, I think policy-wise, I don't know how much separates them. I, I, I'm trying to figure out what it is. I do know that style and campaigning, and, and this is really not, I think they have pretty, uh, this is about who can do an impossible job. Because cleaning up Albany, which may be one of the more crooked capitals in America, I mean, look how many look how many of our governors go out on scandals and attorney generals and majority leader of the of the, of the speaker of the the majority leader. I mean, yeah, how many people go to jail? Whoa. And Harry Wilson, by the way, also announced Harry. Harry, Harry was a supporter of mine when he ran for um, when I ran for president. He's been a supporter of mine throughout. I do believe, but I don't want to be unfair to him, so I invite him on also. Uh, Harry, I think, had some problems with Trump. I'm not sure about that. Uh, Look, you know, those are all things that have to be considered, but Harry's a substantial guy. So it's a good race. These are good people. But they're not telling you the truth about who's leading it based on independent polls. And, And I don't know why they're lying about it. I don't know why. 
I don't know why they would. I know why they censor me. I don't know why they uh, take it out on my son. So uh, let's go to uh, uh, John in Staten Island. Hello, Rudy. Hey, John. How are you? I am very well. Uh, I completely agree with your sentiments earlier regarding uh, Americans' need to read more. Oh, and over this, oh yes. <laughs> over this long weekend, I got into two great books. Um, the first one is um, In Trump Time by Peter Navarro. Oh, it's a fabulous book. You got a great and a great guy. Yeah, and you're mentioned in it extensively in the in the last half. So uh, he's one guy I would not want to be on the bad side of. <laughs> you mean to be a tough guy? Yeah. When I was talking about guys who have it in the belly to you know fix a corrupt situation, Navarro's one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, and I really like him. And the second book uh, was written by uh, some guy named Giuliani. Uh, the title is Leadership. Yeah, it was, a New York a, Times, it was a New York Times bestseller for a long time. I wonder if they would acknowledge that now. Yeah, uh, <laughs> good question. Uh, I gave the book to my wife when it first came out, and I finally got around to reading it. Um, I am thrilled about the – I guess it was in the first half of the book that you were able to quantify the threat of 180 squeegee men and I guess was responsible for eliminating 5,000 felonies. Yeah, 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 I know. And I should tell you that the police department, this is, this is why you got to be tough. The police department originally didn't want to do it because they told Bratton it's, it, that these people are doing something that's legal. And I said, well, okay, but they're all jaywalking. So you can go up to them, you can give them a ticket, and in the process of doing that, I bet you're going to find out that at least half of them are dangerous criminals, and they did. <laughs> and that's how we got rid of them. Go ahead, John. Yeah, well, it, it was it was great. Uh, the second part that really impressed me was CompStat in sure. reducing crime. Yeah, I mean, it could be and, used right now. I mean, if, if Adams would stop being a dandy politician and stop worrying about the left wing that's destroying this country and just go straight, straight ahead, common sense cop, you could reduce this thing in four or five months. It's not, it's not rocket science, but many of the solutions aren't woke. Many of the solutions will get you ostracized. It'll get you taken off networks like I am. It'll get you, um, you know, by the left wing that now has become sort of uh, a dictatorship. But you got to do it. I mean, what do you, what do you, what do you, are you there to please them and go to parties? Or are you, or are you there to save lives? Right now, he's not saving lives. Uh, more crime in New York now than with de Blasio. So far, under Adams, crime has gone up. We're waiting for his plan. He's been in office now, what, a month and a half? And we're waiting for his plan. You didn't wait for my plan a month and a half when I came into office. I started it before I got into office. So let's go to Tom in Suffolk. Yeah, Mary Hey, Tom. Uh, oh, hi there. Yeah, this country ever had and uh, well, you're, you're very kind you're me. very very kind thank you but i have to respectfully disagree with you about about who about ukraine okay tell uh, me. purebred and ukraine of uh, uh, from for 1500 families there and uh 
What do you disagree with? Well, first of all, first of all, do you know who the most conservative ethnic group in this country is? Who votes seventy-five percent Republican? Ukrainians. Ukrainians and Russian Americans. Yeah, I'm not. Do you you have any impression that I'm attacking Ukrainians and Russians? I'm attacking Putin. The seventy percent of Ukrainians and most of us Russian were anti-NATO. The minute Biden threatened to bring Ukraine into NATO. That's what started this all. This I, don't under, I don't understand what we disagree about. Because Ukraine is the, literally the mother of Russia, and most Ukrainians are pro-Russian. It's the Western Polish Catholic Ukrainians and the Jewish oligarchs and the leftist Ukrainians and all the immigrants from uh, throughout the Soviet Union who Stalin put into Western Ukraine. These are the people who want an independent state. But most Ukrainians are So what side, what side are you on? We've been praying for this. Uh, what, uh, you kind of break up, so I'm, I'm missing you. I'm sorry. What? So who do you favor of those two? The 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 ones who who you say were basically tortured by the Russians and therefore became anti-Russian and pro-Ukrainian, or the Russians? No, 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 not tortured. But they were by the Soviets, the communists, and the early Communist Party. If you check it out, was almost very little Russians in the early Communist Party. You would be surprised. I, you not, know, I'm, 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 I'm really sorry. I don't understand the point. What is it you're disagreeing with? The majority of Ukrainians are Eastern Orthodox, and most of them are pro-Russian. So we want to, but, but right now but that's the Nazi, not, the, that's not, that isn't borne out by any of the polls or elections. For example, when uh, Yushchenko ran against Yedoshenko, pro-Ukrainian, pro-Russian. He won, but it was 52-48 for the pro, so the pro-Russian was 48%. The pro-Ukrainian was 52%. When, and this was back in 2004, 2004. Uh, then, after, after, uh, after the Maidan, it is true, Ukraine went more Ukrainian and less Russian. But you still have a large percentage of Ukraine that's pro-Russian, but a d- diminishing percentage. So you're trying to tell me that most Ukrainians are pro-Russian now? Well, that's wrong. I mean, that's just plain wrong. I mean, I'm telling you it's wrong based on numerous elections and polls. I mean, it's like wrong, wrong. They weren't pro-Russian in 2004 when they elected uh, Viktor Yushchenko, 52-48. Yushchenko was pro-European. Yedoshenko was pro-Russian. And that was a 4% plus toward being pro-European rather than pro-Russian. Since those days, you had the 2000 and, what was it, 2014 Maidan Revolution when they threw out uh, the crooked Yedoshenko, replaced him with the crooked Poroshenko, who was pro-American and, and, a, and a plaything of the Democrat Party. But because of, uh, of the... Because of the aggression of Putin, the country turned even more, let's say, pro-Ukrainian, anti-Russian. Doesn't mean there still isn't a large percentage of pro-Russian Ukrainians. But uh, the impression you're given that all Ukrainians, or most of them, are pro-Russian, who do you think those guys are that are fighting against the Russians for five years? I'm sorry, you just got it wrong. I, you know, statistics are not. Don't I mean that when you have that many of them, 
backed up by people losing their lives, they, they just don't lie, you know? They just don't, they just don't lie. So we got to see how much further he goes. I, so Rudy's prediction on, on, on this one is uh, he takes the rest of the disputed territory. I wish I had my map like I had on my podcast. I could show you what he's taken, how little it is. I can show you what else has to go, which is also small. And then I can show you what he has lying in front of him. And I can assure you that the sanctions that have been imposed, he has calculated a long, long time ago. And uh, from everything I can tell, including sources that I have, they're about half of what he thought he was going to get hit with. So, man, they put on the other half, he can take the rest of, the rest of it. I mean, uh, Biden, th- there may be a few more things Biden can do to encourage the uh, – to encourage the the taking of Ukraine, I don't know what it is. And did you ever consider that that sanctions don't mean as much now that Russia and China have decided that they're you know strong allies? That's going to change, but for now they are. So when you come back, we'll be uh, back with the mayor's final words, brought to you by T2T.com. The Rudy Giuliani Show. And now, it's time for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation, Mayor's Final Thoughts. Thank you for returning. This is Rudy Giuliani with the Tunnel to Towers, Mayor's Final Thoughts. And that means you make an $11 a month contribution to the organization that takes care of our wounded and and seriously wounded and and incapacitated uh, military and uniform people and their families when they lose their lives. Please put the $12, $11 in. Make it 12 actually. And if you have done it, do it again. First, before I get to uh, the final thoughts, which I think are going to key in with this call, uh, not set up, let me, let me offer my condolences to the family of a great man, Bob Beckel. And I say he was a great man. I Obviously, people know about various alleged faults that he had, none of which are significant. Bob Beckel was an old-fashioned Democrat. Man, do we need them back. And, I, you know, rather than giving you a big, long uh, speech about it, uh, just read his book, Common Ground, How to Stop the Partisan War That is Destroying America, written with Cal Thomas, a very dedicated conservative. I, I uh, knew Bob uh, well from being at Fox a lot and also from being in politics a lot, and I always treasured my time with him. We also had a great mutual friend, Roger Ailes, and, Roger thought the world of him for the good reason. The man had integrity. The man had honesty. The man disagreed with me on 70% of things, I would say. He was Walter Mondale's uh, campaign manager, as against Roger Ailes, who did, um, you know, who did Ronald Reagan. And they became very good friends. It reminds me of how I became friends with Huckabee, who I ran against. And I have, oh, so much admiration for him, I can't tell you. But I love talking to Beckel. What a great sense of humor. Like Huckabee. And read the book. The guy shows you how to do it. Let's go to Donald right now because I think that'll – we don't have Donald anymore. But Donald was going to ask, what would I do? So those are my final words. It's great to give, you know, Monday morning quarterbacking, but it's real simple. Let's start with the fact what I wouldn't do, okay? I wouldn't have had a history of 40 years of being a wimp and making mistakes in foreign policy. I wouldn't have given him the Nord Stream pipeline over my dead body. 
uh, I would not have reduced defense. I would have increased it dramatically, particularly in, in light of the threat of China, even more than Ch Russia. But they would have gotten the point. Uh, I would not have given in to extreme wokeness. You wouldn't be seeing all this crime around the country so that, so that Biden is looking at a divided, uh, frightened America. I sure as hell wouldn't have done what he did in Afga Afghanistan. I'm not, I wouldn't have pulled out. Look, I'm more of an interventionist than many of my current Republican close friends and allies. And uh, I don't say I'm a complete interventionist, but you've got to have a policeman for the world. And if it's not America, somebody else moves into the vacuum. We know who's getting ready to do that, China. So we've got to think about it. We can't have this hard and fast. We're not intervening anymore because we got burned. We've got to start thinking about it. And that question should have been left open. I'd have kept my cabinet in doubt as to whether I would use troops or not. And I might have put out a few things suggesting I would. Just try me, big guy. And I would have put troops right along the NATO border. Troops in Lithuania, troops in Estonia, troops in Latvia, and say, hey, Putin, don't even think about it. Remember, here's the difference. I dealt with a lot of murderers and put them away forever. A couple sent them to their death. Uh, Putin's dealt with, uh, what, what, what was the guy's name? What was that guy's name that he had a fight with? You know, the guy, that he, Corn Pop. You remember Corn Pop? Now, Corn Pop is objecting. Corn Pop said he really won that fight. I tend to think Corn Pop may be right, and I'm searching for him. Uh, people have suggested he's been advising Putin. Well, I'm trying to be funny now. I shouldn't be. This is too serious. This man is destroying our country, this president. What he did in Ukraine is to create the damn invasion. We will never know if a president who stood up to him, if a president who left in doubt that there'd be 190,000 American troops there, would have stopped it. You didn't have to put the troops there. You got to leave them guessing, you moron. Please, God, please save this country. Please. And you save it. 22, 24, we get to change it can't come too soon. God bless America and protect Ukraine. Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.